You're listening to Campus Review Radio. Hi, I'm Patrick Avenal and I'm the news editor for Campus Review. Dr Megan Williams is an early career researcher employed full-time at Western Sydney University who graduated from her PhD in 2015. Megan is a descendant of the Wiradjuri people of central New South Wales and also has English and Irish heritage. She recently participated in a mentoring program organised by the Australian Science Media Centre to impart media training skills to Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander researchers and academics. The program was co-organised by the University of Newcastle's Wallatucka Institute and NITV. I spoke with Dr Williams about this experience. There is some slight background noise in our interview that I'm hoping you can forgive because it is a very interesting chat. I started by asking Dr Williams why she originally applied for mentoring. So I became involved by uh, applying to the um, Australian Science Media Centre announcement that there was the mentoring program and I had to justify why I felt I needed um, media mentoring, which was easy because I've had a couple of doozies with the media and a couple of good experiences but I felt I was definitely someone that could do a bit of help to learn more and become more confident. Are you able to uh, tell me what you mean by a bit of a doozies? Have you had some poor experiences? One experience was a radio interview in a really large room that I was felt overwhelmed by and everything was sort of very large and impressive. I felt nervous and a little bit out of my depth, but I wasn't even in a practical sense used to wearing the big headphones and how to deal with the slight delay in my voice and what I was hearing in the headphones. And even the, the context of being quite far away from the interviewer. And I had a colleague who was with me and we were being interviewed together and we didn't know each other very well. So, you know, we had you know, we were a bit shy with each other and with the interviewer. So I think perhaps if I had a, you know, known more about the features of radio interviews and what a radio studio looked like, I would have been more confident. And so when, when you heard about the mentoring program, was it, uh, did you immediately uh, sort of... Uh, Want, want to join and fill out and fill out the form, or was there some hesitation? Interestingly, I was hesitant because I didn't prioritise it. I am busy with my own research and trying to publish my research in ways that count when you're in an academic setting, say for peer-reviewed articles. And I'm involved in social media, and I thought that that was enough needed to be working at those two angles. I didn't feel that I had the time really to also engage with other forms of media, but I've since learned that it's synergistic and can help me in my thinking because the messages for media have to be so concise, so that definitely helps in, you know, synthesising research findings right down to key points. So and the media work and the academic work match really well. 
So last week when you were at the program, what sort of stuff did you do? We had a little launch. It's a um, really long-term experience. Aboriginal scholars and writers talk to us about their experience with the media. So it immediately set a tone of both there being positive and some drawbacks, but that we can get a lot of support to work through and make a strategy together that we don't have to be alone in our forays into media. And that's the role of the Australian Science Media Centre, for example. And they were so warm and encouraging, so it was a great start. We then had time with uh, the conversation and it's one of the, uh, well, senior editor and editor from the conversation who gave us essentially a masterclass in only a couple of hours. I really feel so much more confident now about pitching to the conversation and writing for them and their audience than I, I would have if I was just going to the website and making the pitch cold. What, what were some of the things that they suggested? To, in really practical terms, and they said they're surprised how many times it's evident people don't do this, but to search the conversation's own articles and history about what they've already published in the area, say, that I might be thinking of pitching in. Simply search and see who else has written on that topic and when. And to also be you know, much more clear. I think for me, as with social science training, it's our job to think about complexities and overlap between issues and to tease out yeah, through depth and detail, whereas in the media, it's much more about being refined and, say, picking one element of a story for an article, not covering everything in one article, which is nigh on impossible in 800 words anyway. So that's a real barrier. I myself would really struggle if I had to try to represent my whole story of, of my research in 800 words. And now I know I can just pick one element of it for 800 words. So that's pretty simple, but it's a real insider um, bit of info. In the, in the media release uh, accompanying this story, uh, Dr. Susanna Elliott, the CEO of OzSMC, she writes that when we think of Indigenous people in the media, we might remember sports stars, dancers, artists or activists, but we seldom think of researchers. And I have to admit that when I read that, I thought that I was a bit guilty as charged in that I can name yeah. a lot of uh, prominent Indigenous people in those fields, but I, I probably couldn't yeah. mention probably any in academia. So I wanted to find out from you why you think it's so important to change that. It's important to change that because Aboriginal culture is essentially about reflecting on what's going on and generating new ways to do better or strategize and adapt. You know, Aboriginal culture has always been a living culture and it is still a living, adaptable culture. And to continue or to flourish, we need skills in being able to reflect on what's occurring 
and engage with a whole range of stakeholders to, to plan and strategize for a healthy future. That's the role of research. We've learned a whole range of tools, whether it's interviewing or data management and analysis, to take stock of what's going on, engage and then plan for the future. So I see you know, being a researcher as you know, real, true part of being an you know, Aboriginal person in, in this country in contemporary times. I've got English and Irish heritage too, and I always acknowledge that. But uh, to learn about Indigenous knowledge systems and production has helped me see that it's the foundation that all, all Australians and all cultures can benefit from. Brilliant. Is there anything else you'd like to add, Megan? I'd encourage other uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people to do media training and for yeah, mainstream media outlets to see the value in Aboriginal people's stories and insights. There's a lot of great work going on that needs to be heard, not just the negative issues.